This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Theatre Terminology and the idiom to get the show on the road. What was the last thing you saw at the theatre, Dave? The theatre? Blimey. Even before lockdown, we hadn't been to the theatre in ages, Ali. No, that's a disadvantage of living in a little village, isn't it? Mm. But about this time last year, we went to a wonderful Fado evening in a nearby village. Oh, that was such a good evening. Wasn't that a theatre, though? Today we're going to talk about proper, purpose-built theatres and some of the vocabulary associated with them. Yeah, we're going to focus primarily on the building itself. Because when travel is possible again, if you make a trip to the UK, you should definitely try and take in a show. Hmm, take in a show. Mm-hmm. It's a funny saying, isn't it? That's it just means you should try and see a theatrical performance. Now, London's West End is world famous for its theatre scene. Theatreland, actually. Mm-hmm. But there are many excellent theatres outside of the capital. Oh, yes. Too many to name. And they'll definitely be really looking forward to welcoming audiences as soon as they're able. It's true. OK, first things first. Most people will book online. Simple. But if it's the day of the show, or if the show's sold out, that means there are no seats left, then you'll need to go to the box office. It's sometimes called the ticket office, which makes it more obvious that it sells tickets. Oh, well, yeah. But also look out for signs to the box office, as that's the more traditional name. I wonder why. Don't know. Is it because they're always in a little box? Maybe. Mm. Even if the show is sold out, you may still be able to get tickets known as returns. Oh, yeah. Now, these are tickets that other customers have brought back to the theatre, and the theatre is reselling them. Next, you'll need to decide where you want to sit. The seats closest to the stage on a gradual slope are called the stools. They can be expensive. You're close to the action, you see, and you feel much more part of the performance. But if you're not very tall, it can be difficult to see, unless you're in the front row. If you want a better view, it can be a good idea to choose a seat in the circle. Now, depending on the size of the theatre, this might be the middle level, or maybe even the top level. If it's the middle level, it will probably be called the dress circle or the royal circle. Above this is the upper circle, sometimes the grand circle, or colloquially, it's called the gods. These are usually the cheaper seats, so you might not be able to see the performers' faces clearly. We had an embarrassing experience Mm -hmm. at Sheffield City Hall, do you remember? (laughs) When we went with Pete? Yeah, we went to see Rufus Wainwright. (laughs) Well, we were sitting there waiting for the performance to start and some people asked us to move because we were sitting in their seats. We were a bit grumpy, weren't we? We were. Because we'd double-checked we'd got the right row and the numbers on our seats and so we told them they were wrong. So they came back with an usher who asked to see our tickets. Turns out, we'd got our circles confused. Oops. And we had to do the walk of shame upstairs to where we were supposed to be. If you feel like being a bit fancy, a bit classy, Mm -hmm. you could get a box. Now, this is a private seating area 
Which is nice if you're in a group. Yes, it'll cost more, mm. but doesn't have the best view of the stage. Yeah. So, not really our thing. And if you're on a budget and the theatre has a balcony or a gallery, these are usually the cheapest seats. But best avoided if you don't like heights and walking up lots of stairs. So that's the layout of the auditorium. You'll almost certainly find a bar and there you can pre-order drinks for the interval to save you waiting to get served. Whether you pre-order or take your turn standing at the bar, you will very likely find the prices to be eye-wateringly expensive. Mm, good to know, Dave. And also worth bearing in mind is that there are never enough toilet facilities, especially for women. Seriously. You may want to buy a programme as a memento of your visit. Again, these are often pretty expensive, but they will have photos of the cast and short biographies of the performers and sometimes of the members of the production team. Yeah, and having the cast list is really helpful so that you don't spend the whole of the first half trying to remember where you recognise one of the lead actors from. <laughs> if it's a play. Mm -hmm. A play has actors and actresses, a ballet or other dance has dancers, and an opera has singers. Hmm, this seems like a good place to talk about the types of performance you could choose from. Oh yeah, London's West End is famous for musical theatre, but there's more to offer. Yes, if you want to see a play, there are murder mysteries, farces and contemporary plays that don't always conform to other genres. There are also theatres where you can see ballet, contemporary dance and opera. If you visit around Christmas time, you could opt to see a panto. Oh yeah, not a British invention, French I think, mm. but very much a part of British culture. Do you know, I reckon we could do a whole episode about pantomimes. I think you're right. Let's put it on the list for this Christmas. <laughs> What else should we mention? Well, if you think you'll be too tired to stay awake during an evening performance, you could always go to a matinee. I don't know why you would say that, Ali. It's not as though I've ever fallen asleep in the theatre. For the benefit of listeners, I am staring at Dave. <laughs> well, there was that one time. <laughs> yeah, quite an embarrassing occasion, as I recall, Dave. OK, let's tell the story to the listeners. So I've been working very hard all day, long. all day long, mm -hmm. and we went to the theatre to see a piece of contemporary dance by the Brazilian choreographer Deborah Colker, one of my favourites. Yeah, and you know, I quite like her too. But yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, right. So anyway, it was about halfway through the performance, I think, and I was really tired. So I could feel myself falling asleep. Had he mentioned he'd been working all day? I'd been working all day. <laughs> yeah. So I could feel myself falling asleep. Now, unbeknownst to me, Deborah Colker, the choreographer, was sitting next to me while I fell asleep while we were watching her performance. <sighs> anyway. If you manage to stay awake... <laughs> Hopefully, you'll have really enjoyed the performance. At the end, the performers will take a bow, and this is called the curtain call. Now, if the audience is really energised, like for instance, if they've had a nap during the performance, 
Yeah? They will clap and maybe even stamp and shout, Encore! Encore! It's a French word that we use, meaning more or again. If enough people are enthusiastic, the performers will keep coming back and bowing and you can tell your friends how many curtain calls there were. And if you're really lucky, and it's a suitable show, like musical theatre for instance, the performers will sing another song or two. Once the performance is over, if you're feeling starstruck... That means if you're keen to meet the cast... Then you can find the stage door. This is the door that the cast use to enter and exit the theatre. If you wait there long enough, you might be lucky enough to get one of the performers to sign their autograph for you on your programme or have a selfie with you. Very 21st century. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Perhaps we should have started today's episode with let's get this show on the road. Ah, that would have been a good idea because it's a phrase we use to get something started. Being an idiom, we don't just use it about podcasts or theatre or television shows. We can use it for anything we want to begin. Trying to get everyone in the house into the car? Let's get this show on the road. Want everybody to stop talking so that you can begin the meeting? OK, everybody, let's get this show on the road. Getting your ingredients together to make a cake. Let's get this show on the road. Packing the set costumes and props into the back of a van, ready for your theatrical world tour. Let's, let's get, get this show on the road. road. Yup. And the internet agrees that this phrase began in show business and was in common usage in the 1930s. So, that's Series 2, Episode 35 of Proper English finished. It is. Our 94th episode, by the way. Amazing, eh? We need your help, though. Mm -hmm. And it won't cost you a penny. Or a cent. Or a centavo. Or even a kopeck. Nope. All it will cost is a little of your time. If you enjoy our podcast, then please do leave a review on your favourite podcast app. Please. It doesn't have to be long. There's no word count. But reviews really help us to get noticed. We know that some of you are quite shy about writing something in English for other people to see. So if that's the case, why not send us an email with your review? Our email address is properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can get in contact with us via whichever kind of social media you might use. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.